0: What's up, guys? My name is Leighton Bohr. I'm your host of the podcast called Leighton Minutes. I'm super excited to bring you a podcast in 10 minutes or less because, in this crazy world, sometimes that is all we got. In those 10 minutes, we are going to get after our overall health, nutrition, and mindset, provide you amazing content in order to transcend you to a brand new level physically, mentally, and emotionally. With that being said, sit back, relax, enjoy yourself some Leighton Minutes. In the meantime, keep moving, stay in common, and be scrappy what's up guys welcome to another episode of late 10 minutes a podcast in 10 minutes or less so you can enjoy it on the way to work super crazy stuff right there so guys today's episode is all about being successful and how the path to success is not sexy in fact it ain't sexy at all so what i mean by that guys you'll find out in just a second i want to dive right into this so you know, whether it comes to our healthy lifestyle, you can apply this to pretty much anything, though. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a personal trainer. I have been the last almost three years now. Um, I love every minute of it. But what I see commonly, whether um, it's people starting their own healthy lifestyle or just in general um, with their career, with their life, life path in general, um, people need to stop being a tourist in their own lives. You need to stop being a tourist in your own life and what I mean by that is you know let's just take fitness for an example when it comes down to your healthy lifestyle nearly every fitness program out there works for you um, granted you're gonna have your you know some crappy workouts you're gonna have some crappy trainers and you're gonna have some people that aren't you know genuine and sincere and they're they're honestly there to punch the clock so you'll, you'll be able to figure that out right away but anyways for the most part every fitness program works out there for you you simply have to do this You have to be consistent, you must show up on those days you don't feel like it, and you need to find enjoyment in your process while you stay the course. So you need to stay the course, you need to stay consistent, okay, by showing up on those days you don't feel like it and find enjoyment in your process, aka your grind, and that's exactly what it is. Those are the things you must do. You know, time and time again, I, you know, especially with the world we live in, there's always the latest and greatest um, this, that, and the other thing that is, oh yeah, you got to try this, you got to try that. Oh man, it works so good for my cousin, I'm going to try it now. You, know, you need to quit looking for the magic pill and the potion. Um, you need to stop searching Groupon and dating 18 other gyms within a, the span of a year. Um, and expect to make progress. You, know, you will never make progress if you never give yourself a chance to make it in the first place. And you can honestly apply that to anything in life. You, know, you have to stick with a plan long enough to achieve your success you know there's a reason why you guys are different there's a reason why you're craving information like this now and you're you're seeking things like this Um, you are not like everyone else whose New Year's resolution burns out in three weeks and four days that's what it is so not even a month people's New Year's resolution burns out Um, you guys are my scrappers you find a way to scratch claw dig through those days you you don't want to work out dig through those days you don't want to show up but you know you must and that is why you're experiencing success. And if you don't know it yet, continue to stay the course because you are right on the cusp of your success, my friend. I promise. You know. And then just kind of changing gears when you, you are finding my peeps that are, are looking for that right fitness program, whether it's Burn Boot Camp or not, I highly recommend Burn Boot Camp. It's amazing. You'll love it. It is for everybody. But when you're looking for the right fitness program, you have to commit yourself to finding things that are going to implement you know strength training that are going to challenge and develop your aerobic capacity um, work your mobility your range of motion for all your joints Um, you need all that kind of concoction blended together um, to work for more than four to six weeks you got to you got to ride it out for longer than that guys Um, you have to commit yourself to at least six to 12 months to truly see and feel results you are seeking Um, you know for my clients you know they can get you know, some good results uh, in 14 days, um, four to six weeks. Yeah, sure, that's great. But uh, honestly, overall, six months is a game changer. Twelve months is even better. Um, it's, a, it's a lifestyle, It's it's not a destination. It's, it's a process, and you got to enjoy that process. Um, and, and, you know, if you look at the long scheme of things, the, the long run, your, your life, like six months and 12 months or six to 12 months, that really isn't a long time you know, if you really give it your best effort, not saying that that's not going to be tough six to 12 months, but if you really give it your best effort and by the end you're like, yeah, you know what, I I gave it my best shot. I'm going to, I'm going to change gears. I'm going to do something different. Like, well, it was six to 12 months. It wasn't like you were locked in there for the the rest of your life. That's a small fraction of your life and you were applying it to and investing it to um, something that's super important. And that's your, that's your lifestyle. That's your healthy living. Um, And when it comes to nutrition, guys, I always tell all my clients, all my members, you know, it matters. Nutrition is king. You have to let go of food that does not serve you. Get rid of processed foods. You know, we all have those guilty pleasures, but you don't have to completely rid your body of it. Just finding that right balance and not letting it um, snowball and compound from, you know, Friday night to Saturday and Sunday, and then all of a sudden it sets you up for a crappy week starting Monday. You know, if if you're dabbling in a... Trendy diet, um, prime example, keto, um, because it worked really well for your second cousin twice removed. Make sure it's right for you guys um, when it comes to nutrition. Make sure you give it at least 60 to 90 days, You know, a couple months, three months, you know, whatever you consider. Think about how sustainable it is for you to make it into a lifestyle. That way you're not constantly throwing your body curveballs left and right. Um, it's okay to shock your body, but not at the same time where you give it something so inconsistent. 24/7 all the time, where it slows your metabolism down and it almost retains everything. It goes into starvation mode, and you know that's why people are wondering why they they can't lose weight because they're eating less than. I'm not a doctor, a dietitian, nutritionist, but they're, they're eating way too low of calories and they're they're uh, depriving themselves of you know vital foods that provide you a, a tremendous service, you know, internally and externally with within your bodily functions. Um, so you, you have to put in the work for you. You have to track your food. You have to do the workouts. You have to eat, you know, things like your Brussels sprouts, my favorite veggie. You have to um, drink more water. You have to stay your course. Um, and you got to quit blaming people in your life due to your lack of commitment over time. You need to have ownership of your life, and you need to wake up and find a way to grind harder than you did yesterday. You know, that's talk, that's going back to... That thing we said right away in the beginning, and that's, uh, you know, you got to show up on days you don't want to. That's where you make those big strides. You guys know that. You know, and then uh, w- with my closing, closing statement, sneaking it in your 10 minutes here, guys, you know, your basics, your routines, your habits, and your fundamentals layered in over time is what will bring you your success. You know, you already know what it takes. Um, it takes, honestly, a painful amount of work to achieve in life, whatever you have, a passion in you know you know it doesn't come easy you know it doesn't happen by some form of dumb luck Um, you earn it no matter how you swing it the process is not complicated but you know rather quite simple you know I may not look as glamorous like people you see on Instagram Facebook or TV but staying the course will always win guys that is why success is not sexy because it's a grind it's a process it's monotonous it's boring you got to do the things over and over again, you know, that are challenging, that are going to make you and your body change. You know, stay the course. You will always win out. It's not how what everyone makes it seem, but that is what you got to do. Um, I was listening to a, a really cool podcast from Jeremy Scott, and he had a really good analogy when it came to talking about your fitness. Um, and it's really simple. It's, he's talking about like people that become millionaires got themselves out of debt by saving their money they invested their money wisely and they lived on less than what they made you know and you can almost pretty much apply it to that last principle too you live on less than what you made obviously we're all going to make different amounts of money this person's going to make more cash than this person you know you're going to make more money than I am you know vice versa but it's what you do with it and and how you go about it and what's your mentality as you approach it it's it's no different when we're talking about us trying to get fit you know Less getting fit is not sexy either. It's not a sexy process. You know, you you work out, you eat real whole foods within your macro ranges. You stay active on the days you don't want to work out and you will be happy. You will be healthy and you will find those results you are looking for. You know, none of those things at all are sexy. They will be boring. They will be repetitive. They will be monotonous. But they will bring you what you are striving for by staying the course. And that's sexy, my friends. That is sexy. So I hope this helped, guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You know, just flat out kill it. Get after it today. Find a way to get yourself better. Find, find those around you to just make them laugh. Make them laugh. Stay in common. Keep moving, baby. Have a good day. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me for another podcast of Leighton Minutes. I'm your host, Leighton Uh Today's podcast, real quick, just talking about being thankful. Simple as that, being thankful. I think all of us complain daily, including myself, much more often than we need to, and we all freak out because we live in a world where we have everything at our fingertips, and I believe that is a blessing and a curse, and when we don't get something literally in the matter of Seconds, um, and if it's minutes, um, it seems like it's the end of the world. So no one has patience anymore, and they let little minute things ruin their whole entire day, their whole entire afternoon, and and set themselves up for you know just a a, a terrible week to set the tone. So what 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 I do in those things is I, I used to have the the worst temper, I'd throw temper tantrums. Um, I still can get a little crazy, you gotta do that. You gotta get crazy sometimes, but, um, you know, you think about what you truly have, you know, and this doesn't sound cool, it doesn't sound sexy, um, but it needs to start being the cool thing because everyone's gonna do very, very well um, at life if they just realize all the things they have. Like my grandma always says, and it's a common saying, is just count up all your blessings. I guarantee you all all those things will outweigh any of the bad. Think about the fact that you're you're thinking about things, that you're able to stand up, that you're able to move your body, that you're able to have air in your lungs, that you woke up today. Um, It's really not all that bad. So take a chill pill. Have some patience. Be thankful. Write down all the things that you are thankful for, and you'd surprise yourself. You could totally have a 180, in your mood, if you remember everything that you have, a roof over your head, a shirt on your back, people to come home to, people that care about you, um, people that think the world of you. So you guys got this. Hope this helps. Shape up, okay? Keep moving, stay in common, be scrappy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of Late 10 Minutes. I'm your host, Leighton Bohr. Today's episode, focus on your victories, not your L's. We get caught up in all the losses, all the things that we fail at, which isn't a bad thing because as the old saying goes, you learn from your mistakes, you get stronger, and if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. So look at the L's, A, in a different perspective, glass half full versus glass half empty, and B, look at all the victories, like, hey, I got my butt up out of bed today. Hey, I made it to the gym for myself today. Hey, I prepped my lunch instead of grabbing something crappy, junky, cheap and quick and easy on the go for lunch today. I made it today. I, you know, I don't know. I got a couple compliments today. Ooh, my hair look good. Man, I look good. I feel good. My energy is awesome today. Focus on those wins. Amplify, heighten those wins. Write down those wins every day like journal your wins at the end of the week, write down all your wins, your big ones, your little wins. Those little ones are sometimes the guys that are the biggest ones of all time and you just take for granted. So change your perspective on how you view yourself and how you view your wins and losses. Boom, let's go. Keep moving, stay on common, and be scrappy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of Layton Minutes. I'm your host, Layton. Uh, talking about one of my favorite things that I love learning about. Um, I'm a trainer at Burn Boot Camp, and we train primarily women, so... Um, and a lot of moms out there. A lot of our members are pregnant, going to be pregnant, or have been pregnant. Um, so this is a great podcast for anybody that's a trainer or really women that are training or wondering about training if it's safe. Um, we're going to dive into that. So pre and postnatal training, I'd say it's important um, to understand as women that you are in vulnerable states. And I f- with my experience working with women, I feel like they they feel that they're expected to bounce back to their original state, whether they put that pressure on themselves or they feel that from their family. And maybe their family doesn't put that on them intentionally. But they just feel as a mother that they need to get back and they need to do it boom right away right now so i think it's important to understand that that is a big deal that you just went through all nine months um whether you just had them or whether you had a baby in the past everything you just did was a huge huge deal and it's a beautiful thing so we want to treat it in the, the best way possible um I, I know i always love to say to my members that our Really trying to get after it and just go straight beast mode. I I like to reel them in a little bit. Just say I love your enthusiasm. I'm so happy that you're here, but we need to slow it down. Focus on our breathing and just honestly be smart. I think it's important to always be transparent, be upfront um, because you're you're there to ensure their safety. Um, and it's only nine months. You know, nine months may seem like a long time, but you got the rest of your life um, to feel amazing. So you don't want to wreck something you know, post nine months and, and set you up for a remainder of your life, not having something you shouldn't have had in the first place. So uh, we're just going to dive into a couple of things like diastasis recti, incontinence, pelvic floor, just very brief stuff. So testing for diastasis recti, um, that is your separation of abdominal walls. And that can happen in anyone. It can, you can be a guy, you can be a gal, doesn't matter. Um, really easy way for testing for it. Um, You can have yourself lay flat on the floor, bring your heels close to your butt so your knees are pointing towards the sky. uh, And you have either yourself or someone um, put their fingers right at the bottom of your sternum and travel down that abdominal wall all the way down through your belly button. And how you test for it is you just peel your shoulder blades and your head just off the floor, just enough where you can feel those abs engage and you should feel that abdominal wall kind of hug those fingers, and you can feel um, where that wall is on the right side and the left side of that abdomen where it's hugging those fingers. Maybe you can slip two fingers in. Maybe you can slip three fingers in, um, four fingers. The the wider the gap, the more separation you have, and that's not what we want. We want to work on recovering that wall um, and reducing that separation in your abdomen wall. So um, if you don't want to test for that that's totally fine have your doctor test for that i would i would definitely have expectations um with your doctor to have them talk to you about diastasis recti when you have every bit of intention of working out in the first place while pregnant while being pregnant to make sure that you're not super high risk um and that they're okay with it and then also like postpartum that they you have expectations for them to screen you for that test that for you and see what kind of separation you have and what are the steps to take um, postpartum as well. So um, when you are looking for that, though, your connective tissue, when you're running that finger down that abdominal wall, your connective tissue should be springy. It shouldn't sink. It shouldn't feel spongy. Um, And to be honest, you know, again, keeping that level of transparency, some people just may never recover. As long as we train it to recover um, some strength, that's that's a huge win. We'll, we'll regain and rebuild some strength, but we may not ever get it back to where um, its original state was. So I think that's important to understand, but, you know, you can always control those things and, and give it your best shot and, and set yourself up for the best long-term situation. So I just kind of want to hop on and give you awareness for diastasis recti. Um, and whether you have someone partner with you to, to figure that out or, or a doctor or your trainer, you can do that. Um, but we definitely, some signs we also look forward to is coning or doming. So when you're lying on the floor, kind of seeing that cone shape or dome shape, um, whether you're doing a crunch or not, or just laying flat um, and you're focusing on your breathing. Incontinence. Um, so trying to make this a sexy conversation right here. Incontinence, one out of every three women in the U.S. Um, displays a symptom of incontinence. And this is a dysfunction. So we want to talk about this often. We want to make this, we want to normalize this and make this comfortable. Um, we we honestly just want to scale it back. Don't, you shouldn't push yourself through something that hurts or makes you leak. You know, brings incontinence. You know, don't feel embarrassed. I, I have... It's such a normal conversation when I'm training camps, when people are jump roping or doing jump knee tucks or star jumps, I should say jump P tucks. That's a bad joke, but you know, it's, it's normal. It, it, actually, it's not normal. We, that's what I'm trying to try to bring about. It's not normal. It's a dysfunction, but know that it's a normal conversation to have because one out of every three women have it. So don't feel bad about it. Just don't push yourself through something that promotes that or that hurts that hurts or makes that incontinence happen so just scale it back ladies please scale it back the cause of this is just a weakened pelvic floor so your muscles from your pelvic floor just get weakened through pregnancy um, they get weakened through a decrease in exercise um, as you go through trimester to trimester you're not able to do certain things um, hopefully we're being smart and scaling it back while we're doing that so it decreases our level of intensity, but we can still keep it strong during our pregnancy, we can still focus uh, on strengthening our glutes and our hips, Um, and I'm going to get into that right now actually. So um, those little strong little mini bands, you have little stretchy mini bands, these are great for um, during pregnancy. Um, and after pregnancy, but just putting those mini bands on, and you can adjust where it feels comfortable for you, whether it's by your shins, below your knees, or above your knees, Um, just straight leg wide walks, walking kind of like a penguin, sidestepping as you walk forward and backward, keeping your legs straight, that's just going to engage your glutes, your quads, your hamstrings, when you walk forward, when you walk backward, Um, side to side, just lateral shuffle as you again, are working that mini band. That can be around by your ankles. Um, and just, we really, really wanna focus on building up our glute muscles here. Glute bridge raises and holds. So raising, pushing, laying flat on the floor, pushing through your heels, squeezing your butt, and making sure your hips are in line with your back. Holding it there for 30 seconds or so. Um, and your raises, when you're doing raises, going up and down, um, holding it for at least a two second count. That way you're pinning that peak contraction. Your clamshells, you're laying on your side, um, and you're abducting those hips. So you're opening those knees, pulling those knees apart, away from each other, and then closing them back down. Donkey kicks, you're on all fours, um, your hands and your knees, and then you just kick one leg back, again, pinching your glute muscle, engaging those glutes, strengthening that lower back, all that good stuff. Um, Diastasis recti, um, just kind of going going back and forth, bouncing back here, Uh, make sure you're being assessed by a pelvic floor specialist. Um, But there is other physiotherapists, um, just different people in that profession that can help you with that. Uh, But I hope that helps. uh, We're definitely going to talk more and more about this. I think the biggest message I want to leave you with, my all-time favorite message is, just because you can doesn't mean you should. This is nine months for the rest of your lives to do this. So this is for my beast motors out there. No more jump p okay? No more high intensity, high jumps, hurdle hops, all that crazy stuff. You shouldn't be doing that. You know, increasing your risk of falling, especially while being pregnant. So just dial it back down, scale it back. It'll be worth it, I promise. Hope this helps, guys. Stay uncommon, keep moving, be scrappy. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another podcast of Leighton Minutes. I'm your host, Layton. What's up? Today we're going to talk about how to learn proper form, Okay, whether you are a trainer or whether you are the member knocking out the workout yourself. So I think it's important to listen to verbal cues. Obviously, as a trainer, it's important to think about cues that it's gonna, that's going to resonate with Your members or clients so they can actively perform the movement while while they're training it's one thing for you to show them and it's another thing for once they start to to perform it themselves so what kind of cues you can give um, learning styles I am a visual learner I learn best by seeing it Um, I think it's important to understand that there's three learning styles out there there's an auditory learning style there's a visual learning style And there's a kinesthetic learning style. So um, auditory, some of you learn best while listening. And some of you are just crappy listeners. So hopefully you're not a crappy listener to this podcast. But some of us learn best by listening. I mentioned before that I'm a visual learner. I learn best by seeing it. And then the kinesthetic learner, they learn best by doing it. So some of you may just, you have to do it with us. Um, trainers, you have to just stay, stay up, step in side by side, do it with them, um, and help them actively perform the movement. So, there's nothing wrong with any one of these three. Yeah, I think it's just important for us as trainers to understand that not everyone's going to get it by you saying it. No matter how well you do it, no matter how well you explain it, you, you train eight camps previous that day, and this is camp number nine, and you're like, oh my God, I'm killing it with my explanations. People are still not going to understand it. And that's not their fault. That's not your fault. It's just different learning styles. So with that being said, going from proper form, I think it's important to understand modifications. I think I want this mainly to be about modifications. The reason why we do modifications, Um, it's not because you are weak. You're not modifying because you're weak. You're not taking the easy way out. So I never want you to think of any of those two things, because I think that's what we correlate modifications with is we're weak or we can't do it. So we're taking the easy way out. It's more so for injuries or other contraindications that we want to prevent you from getting an injury. So we want to focus on breaking that form down so you're able to do it correctly. Um, And it's not, you know, a lack of strength, skill or deconditioning with it. It's just, you know, creating that muscle memory of what Feels right, so we can gain those baby steps in performing it the correct way. <clears throat> and some of us, you know, we're we're knocking out of the park. It feels good. It looks good. And it feels like we can handle more. Um, and and we need more of a challenging exercise. We can we can add more to it. We can spice it up. But I'd say the purpose of your modifications, ideally, the purpose of mods. With having that that injury, we want to work the same muscle or muscle groups as the original exercise. If we are pulling that original exercise away from you, uh, we're trying to match it with something that's going to correlate with with that same muscle group, and hopefully, it obviously aligns with the daily protocol. So, if it's leg day, we're still going to work those legs, and that's something completely different. Um, you know, so that way we're not. You know, it's it's important that we're not doing just one one muscle group as we go throughout the week. We don't want to burn out muscles or muscle groups. And we want to be able to keep you moving every day working different muscle groups. So um, I think that's important. I think it's also important um, whether you are the member or whether you are the trainer. You're not just trying to mod up just to mod up just because you think. Just because you think you can, it doesn't mean you should. Um, Modding up, first and foremost, should always be safe. It should always be efficient. And one of the most important words, it should be effective. You shouldn't be doing it because you look cool. Um, Or if you're not so sure if you you should stay with the previous exercise, you should probably just stay with it. Um, The reason why we just need to be effective, you know, you can do do push-ups, And you can do Superman push-ups, you know, where you jump in the air, high five yourself, hand clap, catch another push-up. But if you're landing on your face after you do a Superman push-up, that's gonna do you no good every rep, as opposed to just doing your fundamental push-up, straight up, straight down, 45 degree angle between your elbows and your ribs, you're getting full range of motion, your breathing's there, your core's tight, your hips are staying in line with your back, it's all one smooth level playing field and you're just banging them out like that's going to be hard to beat so make sure you have a reason why as to why you're modding up it's safe it's efficient and it's effective those are your main reasons why right there okay so hope that helps guys you know modifications that's my quick little mini tidbit there make sure that you know you pound this in your head that you are not weak you are not taking the easy way out we're just looking out for you and we want to make sure that we are processing the right way with our body, training our body the right way. Keep moving, stay calm, and be scrappy. Let's go. What's up, homies? Welcome back to another podcast of Late Minutes. Back like I never left. Who's ready to rock and roll with some good content here? We are talking about the fitness industry and how it is broke as shit. It is absolutely broke. And I um, am most definitely affiliated with the fitness industry. So, I'm a personal trainer, um, and I help manage and run uh, a gym with amazing with an amazing team. So, um, just kind of getting uh, a a little background for everybody that um, may not know. Uh, we we have one on one time with all of our members, all of our clients, and that's where we get to sit down and discuss kind of what they are all about, what's their previous background, what's their conditioning levels, any injuries they may have had, um, any things they may have done in the past, um, whether it be fitness, whether it be nutrition, um, and oftentimes basically just getting a, a grasp of where we are at mentally. Um, they are the creator of that time with the trainer, so they get to talk and dive into whatever they want to talk about. Um, and we just kind of guide and base it off of that. But really just really getting to to know and understand what what and how like we are trained, basically, how are we are conditioned? That's the word I was looking for conditioned um, is a word. Um, things that we see through commercials, you know, through through TV, through ads, through marketing, um, and social media, since that is everywhere nowadays, um, and what we should be, what we should look like, how we should feel, um, and basically should, 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 until we should all over ourselves, basically. So, um, you know, when, whenever you're around any of those outlets, whether it be social media or you're at the mall and you see mannequins, everything is built up so much that it is unattainable, unrealistic, and we don't ever take a step back and realize those things. We just are thinking like that's how it should be, that's how it needs to be, and we don't take into consideration all the good things that we are currently doing, all the good things that we have, are thankful for, grateful for, um, and the, the abilities and the talents and the skill set that that come with it so um we see prime example like that mannequin i just said we see the biceps the pecs the abs the glutes the waistline the shoulders filling out that shirt and making it seem like holy smokes that is um there that's what i'm supposed to look like huh or that that's the goal of them trying to sell you that shirt is you're going to look like that or, you know, vice versa. Um, and, you know, and then also just like how things get built up with, you know, we live in an instant gratification world where you, no one's got time for anything, but really um, it, it just comes down to like priority, priorities and how we prioritize things that are important to us. Um, we can continue to find ways to put ourselves on the back burner. And I think whenever we have to face something that is a fear of ours, or is going to be uncomfortable, uncomfortable for us, our brain um, looks to protect us, um, even though ultimately, it's what our body needs, our mind needs, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, but it'll protect us in not doing it. So um, I think that in time, I'm not a psychologist, but I think that um just kind of creates a level of anxiety and we we feel the need to distract ourselves and that's why we pull up our phones and that's why we mindlessly scroll through social media as soon as we get up as soon as we go to bed you know we are just we're killing time because we feel like i don't know you need to be thinking about something you need to be worrying about something when really there's nothing there to worry or stress out about in the first place and then when we go and scroll and see these things Um, we see these different things through ads, through, through marketing on how, again, we should look, we should feel. And it's always these freaking magic pills and potions, quick fixes. Um, and now we're getting into the trend of everyone that is your friend on Facebook is, is pretty much becoming the expert all of a sudden, the overnight expert basically where they have this fat. Buster body fat burner, um, lose X amount of inches overnight. You oh my god, I feel amazing after two weeks of taking it, and it's a freaking supplement, you know. And that's oh my god, I lost this much off my my pant size or, or whatever, it being without putting in the work, um, in the grunt work, and you know I'm kind of going off of all tangents as you can see, but I could talk on and on all day about this, but really. It's like, appreciate what you have, love your body, be good to your body. If you want to, if you want to freaking treat every now and again, give it a treat. But when you are eating food, eat with purpose, understand that what you put in your body is going to result in what comes out of your body, like performance wise, how you're feeling, how you're sleeping, how your energy is, how your mood is, um, and just all sorts of different performance things that we can do, whether we work out or not, um, so so those are just like simple things to just think about and key in on and understand that it's a process like for the love of God it is a process we all get hung up in the outcomes and we all get strung up on the fact that oh my god oh I've been working out for a month now and I ate clean for the last 14 days I tracked my food yeah that in the big scheme of things that is not a big window for you to lose sixty pounds. I'm exaggerating, but like it's not gonna you're not gonna get there in a month time and in in six weeks or in six months or a year like eighteen months. It's meant to be a lifestyle. like what happens when you lose those sixty pounds? you just stop and then you you try to maintain or or then all of a sudden you binge and you go back to where you were or what? You know, what is what is that 60 pounds going to do for you when you do lose it? And why do you want to lose 60 pounds? Like, what's your what and what's your why? Why are you do it in the first place? And is it ultimately going to give you a life of greater vitality? So those are just some things I want you to think about. Um, and I, I still don't know if I've, I'm talking about what I want to talk about, really. Just talking about how the fitness industry is broke. I guess what I'm hinting at is every thing, whether it's a brand, whether it's a gym, um, whether it's nutrition related, everything is broke because they are giving you this false depiction and unattainable image of what it looks like and what it means to be healthy, to to live a, a great lifestyle and to basically be popular, be the kid that scores a game-winning touchdown, gets the girl, saves the day, like all that bullshit, Really? you can, you can still have an amazing life without losing those 60 pounds. You can still be super healthy without losing that whole entire 60 pounds. Like if you're, if you're eating healthy, you are finding ways to distress, like unplug, disconnect from the, the go, go, go world and how we're always plugged in on our our phone, tablet, iPad, computer, um, podcasts. Wait till I'm done. But what, what, what are the things that make you happy and, and how often are you making that a priority uh, of finding ways to make time to get those things in to make you happy and, and limiting the things that are negative? Um, and prime example, like how the fitness industry makes, um, makes you feel like you need to look a certain way um, is definitely one of those negative obsessions that are out there that you need to smother because it is absolutely trash. I'm telling you that right now, and I am in the fitness industry. It's broken. It's up to us that we can fix it in the first place. And it all starts by, you know what? You can dominate and be a total badass physically, mentally, and emotionally without dropping X amount of inches, X amount of body fat, and X amount of weight. You you can transcend all three of those levels to... Something that you never thought was possible, just mentally and taking a step back, seeing the victories other than the scale. So, yeah, I hope I hope you guys got something out of that, and I hope that makes sense. But that's pretty much what I want to, to, to kind of talk about. But hope you have a great day, kick some butt today, stay calm and keep moving, be scrappy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of Late Minutes. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Layton. And yes, I named a podcast after myself because I feel like I'm awesome. I feel like everyone should feel like they're awesome and that they're good enough to make their own podcast and name it after themselves. So, Anyways, today we are gonna talk about a little intrinsic versus extrinsic. So one of my favorite topics, uh, wherever you're at, whether you're in the car, shower, home in the kitchen, cooking it up, I would love it for you to use this time to reevaluate your current values Um, and goals and efforts to shift any behaviors towards a more fulfilling future. And yes, although that sounds super cheesy and corny, how often do we do it? Like take a step back, think about what's important to you and how you prioritize, um, on making that, um, happen. A call to action right here is what we're doing. So how do we do that? I believe it's important to understand the difference of what we're talking about today that's intrinsic, which means inspired, um, versus extrinsic, which means motivated, uh, motivation. So we're going to start off with extrinsic motivation. Uh, This is something we all have, will have, or maybe have moved on from. Uh, In today's world, we spend all our time worrying about what other people think about us rather than how much respect, care, and love we have for ourselves. Can I get an amen on that? Extrinsic motivation is driven externally from the outside. So we often get caught up with how we look from the surface. How's my hair, my my body, my clothes, my cleanliness, my car, my house, all that. We also get hung up on the insignificant things such as how many likes I just got from my last social media post. Why is nobody liking my Instagram post? Jeez, I only got 47 likes. I only got... 11 followers, what? That might be a problem. The biggest reason why people fail over and over again and lose their sanity is because they are focused solely on the end result. Only the outcome, that's it. And we all are guilty of this, including myself. That's why it's good that we're having a little self-reflection period right now together. We live in an instant gratification world where if we can't get it now, we throw a big hissy fit like a little kid. Everyone spends all of their effort, energy, and time on only seeing how this will only affect their present. So once we lose the 60 pounds, which we want to lose overnight, how it will affect us today and how it needs to happen today. Um, otherwise, oh, all is lost. Two words, have patience. Biggest thing right there, have patience, please. That's where we need to search for a deeper purpose and fulfillment We need to do it for the right reasons, so what's our what, what's our why, why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah, and when we are doing it for the right reasons, it is much easier to have patience. You know, in order for this to happen, it has to be driven from within. The most important piece is allowing yourself to fall in love with the process. I love saying this, it's one of my favorite things, but fall in love with the process of knowing what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. So fall in love with the process of whatever is internally driving you. By falling in love with the process, you understand how this aligns with your core values and principles. You will be unstoppable no matter what hooks life will throw at you because you are focusing on placing your vision on your future. So ask yourself, what truly inspires me? I want you to do that right now. What truly inspires me, okay? Maybe it's a couple things, but once you find that, I want you to stick with that and ride it, baby. Hope you have a great day. Stay in common, keep moving, and be scrappy. What's up, fam? Welcome back to another podcast of Layton Minutes. I'm your host, Layton. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, today's topic is what we're all striving for on the day-to-day grind, and that's happiness. Um, so we're going to slow it down and talk about what makes us happy. And it's really good. And talking about like, what are things that get in the way of our happiness? Not saying that you necessarily have to agree with this by any means, but um, I think what we do um, in, in the type of world we live in is our happiness often gets delayed uh, because we care too much about what other people think of us. So I'm gonna say that again, our happiness often gets delayed because we care too much about what other people think. Um, so I'm just going to give you literally three ways to stop um, people's opinion from dictating your behavior um, and the events to follow that happen in your life. So really just kind of step one, realize that no one truly has, understands or grasps like the full context of your intent, basically where you're coming from. People can never truly understand that because... What's yours is yours. What's theirs is theirs. It's hard for people to really put themselves in your shoes and to fully understand it unless they're the ones experiencing it and living it. So no one truly knows 100% of what really is going on in your life, in your head, with your family, at your job, etc. So their opinion should not matter more than your own. So don't take it too personal. We got all those people that are super close um, in our lives and their opinion matters to us, but don't ever let their opinion matter more than your own. Step two, I would say, would be to understand that people are massively insecure of themselves, including myself, so they will put a negative voice um, in their head. So that voice isn't yours, it's theirs, because you're thinking about what other people think your weakness is If you believe other people are already thinking about what other um, weaknesses you have, don't concentrate your focus, energy, time, and effort on worrying about what your weakness is. Focus on your strengths and let your strengths outshine your weakness. And step three, I would say surround yourself with energy givers and not energy takers. One of my favorite sayings right there. Stay with the people who are optimistic, like-minded, will build you up, challenge you, and take your confidence to new heights. Um yeah and if you don't, if you don't know where that's at just just come by our gym and we'll we'll help you out with that uh, and you'll find that every day. but I hope those are three things that you guys can can take today with you um, and know that you got this. you're strong um, and you run the show baby you own it. so with that in mind, keep moving stay on common and be scrappy. What's up guys? Welcome back to another podcast of late minutes. Thank you so much for joining me. I am the host, Leighton Bohr, and today we're going to talk about water, um, something that you've always heard about. Drink your water. I got to drink it. Oh my God, I'm going to pee my pants. Okay? So uh, I'm just going to do an icebreaker. Nutrition fact for you. If you drink a gallon of water per day, you won't have time for other people's drama because you'll be too busy peeing, so stay hydrated, my friends. Okay? Super cute joke for you. Um, Whether it's summertime, whether it's fall, whether it's winter, um, if you're out here in Minnesota with me and you're whew, worried about the wintertime, regardless, you should always stay with your water. Um, I'm just going to give you some water tips and tricks. Um, bright and early, having a glass of water as soon as you get out of bed will help liven up your internal organs and get going on removing any toxins before having your breakfast. So um, my challenge goal for you guys, just having eight ounces goes a long ways. It doesn't have to be 16. It doesn't have to be 24, um, especially if your baseline is nothing, zilch, zero, nada. Start with eight ounces um, right when you wake up. Try to do that within the first half hour of being up and at them. Uh, Post-workout, drinking water is a great way to improve your body's cool down and bring your heart rate back down to its... Resting state, uh try and push like eight to twelve ounces within a half hour again um, of your workout. Having it in your protein shake is a beautiful combination, um, but otherwise you can have it with your choice of milk um, and then having water before bedtime. okay, so replenish any fluid loss from our body's daily activity throughout the day by having a glass of water. This also again promotes a good night's sleep, which we all need, okay. Also, what promotes a good night's sleep is put the phone down. Don't scroll through Facebook for three hours mindlessly. Feeling sluggish. If you're feeling sluggish, like you need to have 15 cups of coffee or that energy drink or something crappy that you put in your body, uh, well, don't. Refrain from that. That's my challenge goal, my next challenge goal for you. uh, Because your body is comprised mostly of water, roughly 60%. uh, When you are feeling tired, fatigued, or are dragging, that is one of the signs of dehydration. Okay. So, and also as the old saying goes, if you feel like you're thirsty, you are dehydrated. So uh, make sure that you're always being intentional and being mindful about drinking water, even if you feel like you're not thirsty. Um, And then also if you're looking for a pick me up, like I said, you're drinking how many cups of coffee, ditch the coffee that could further make you lose out on even more fluid because coffee is a diuretic. It's going to make you pee more. So when you pee more, you're losing out on your, Bodily fluid. So, try drinking a glass of water or two instead. A good rule of thumb is to drink at least half your body weight in ounces. So, whatever you weigh, cut that in half, and that should be the ounces of water you drink. So, it's important to know what kind of water bottle you have and how many ounces of water can be contained in that, and how many bottles you have to go through in order to get half your body weight in ounces. Um, So, if I weigh 200 pounds, you know, I'm gonna try to drink 100 ounces. Um, and then also a really good rule of thumb for all my beast motors out there, um, going through the workouts high intensity interval training for every fifteen minutes of exercise you do, try drinking eight ounces of water for every fifteen minutes of exercise you do, try drinking eight ounces of water or if you 're in the barn throwing a load of hay off, okay, so I hope my family heard that. Um, but good rule of thumb for all my burn bros and sisters 24 ounces for a burn workout um, is a good suggestion then uh, because that's a tough 45 minutes since we're losing about eight ounces of fluid for every 15 that's just simple math right there for 45 minute workout that'd be 24 ounces of water Um, and if you're outside working and doing chores make sure you're being conscious about drinking your water Um, don't just go on and on all day without um, being mindful of replenishing that that fluid that you're losing out on Uh, Lastly, our brain's mechanism that distinguishes our thirst from hunger tends to get confused. So the next time you think you're hungry, try drinking five to ten gulps of water. Use the same tip on your kids when they're begging for a snack every five minutes. So the old ten-gulp rule, try that. It just worked for me the other day when I was craving some greasy, dirty food, so... Um, Other than that guys, that's all I got for you today. Hope that helps keep moving stay on common and be scrappy What's up guys welcome back to another podcast of late minutes. I'm your host Layton. We are gonna get after Just relaxing and unplugging from the world that we are constantly Connected in so we're gonna talk about eight ways you can disconnect you can unplug Okay through this podcast listen to my voice and just relax Okay we go now that you're creeped out so how do we unplug um you know honestly we are good at putting ourselves last Uh, we do this to ourselves probably without even realizing it would you agree with that because you know we live in such a go-go world where we forget how to change speeds shift gears slow it down um and ultimately just unplug i think we forget how rewarding it can be mentally physically and emotionally Inspiratory uh, to just not be plugged in. So I want to ask you, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? Like think of the very first thing as soon as you get out of bed. Are you moaning and groaning? Do you go right for your phone? Um, you know, or are you thankful that you're alive, wake and healthy? Like what what's your outlook? Um, and then what is the last thing you're doing? or are thinking about before going off to bed? So what's the first thing you do when you wake up? And what is some of the last things you are doing um, when your day's winding down and you're going off to bed? Are you allowing yourself time to unplug or are you mindlessly scrolling through social media like I do time and time again? So that's why I'm being intentional by talking this out loud with you guys, um, because I think a lot of us do this. So I wanna ask you lastly also, When was the last time you disconnected yourself from your TV, your phone, your computer, or an iPad for like a full day? Going old school on you, like full day, no technology. You just unplugged, didn't really look at a screen um, or anything. You know, are you giving yourself time to approach and end each day with an attitude of gratitude, being thankful, um, shifting your perspective if you feel like your perspective is out of whack? Um, Because let's be real, that happens to all of us. And are you ever identifying what truly helps you repair from the day-to-day grind and what helps you reset to allow you to do what you do at a high level. So think of things that help you repair from your day-to-day grind. What are things that help you unplug distress, if that's a word, and just ultimately helps you reset so you can continue to do what you want to do that makes you happy. Um, So I'm just giving you guys a reminder. Here's your reminder to provide self-care. Here are some ways uh, just to help you unplug and disconnect from everything. Uh, and these are things that I use that help me um, just because I care about what I do and I love what I do, um, but it was also at the same time impacting uh, my life, my, my downtime, uh, my wife at home and just work-life balance in general. So say no more often. Uh, if you're someone like me who says yes to everything because you're like a people pleaser um it feels so good to say yes, 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 yes. Challenge yourself to say no. Um that way you're you, you don't you don't know it yet at the time, but like you're just gonna feel that much more relaxed because you're not doing as much as what you normally do. So don't put more on your plate if your plates are already overflowing. Um give yourself space to think, I would say would be my number two. Give yourself room to create space um, and eliminate all the noise, all the distractions. Whether it's people that you love around you or annoying people um, and just noise in general from technology, loud noises, as Brick would say from Anchorman. Uh, Number three would be fresh air. Get outside where the sun is shining and take deep breaths. I often uh, get up super early, um, in the gym all day, go, 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 get home, need to eat, put calories back in and then I want to crash on the couch um, and then I end up scrolling through my phone mindlessly playing with the dogs while I'm scrolling through my phone, mindlessly laying on the couch, and it's a beautiful day. It's like sunny and 75, and then all of a sudden my lunch breaks up. I got to go back to the gym, do the same thing, rah, 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 run around, and then I never enjoy that day. If I force myself to put my phone down, go outside with my dogs, and enjoy the weather, go for a walk, take them to the dog park, whatever it might be, um, I'm immediately um, grateful and thankful, and my perspective changes for everything that's going on. Um, in my day and what's going so well in my life, um, I'm just more aware and more present um, in in this day in this current day. Um, number four, talk to a loved one face to face or you know if you do have to do it through FaceTime or Skype or your phone, do it through there, but talk to a loved one, um, surround yourself with those those energy givers and not energy takers uh, and number five would be find ways to show gratitude, find ways. What um, whether you're writing it on a sticky note, I love sticky notes, um, or writing it down a, a, as an alarm on your phone to remind you, like, hey, we're we're alive, we're awake, we're healthy today, we're killing it today. Hey, my hair looks amazing today. Um, number six, something that I kind of already stole from number four, um, which was talk to a loved one, uh, but would be enjoy your company, surround yourself with energy givers and not energy takers, people that are going to smother your flame and your fire. No sense of letting them put that on your plate and weigh you down anymore. So get away from them. Uh, Moving on to your next one, promote blood flow. Set a timer to stretch, foam roll, go for a walk, take care of your body, allow it to recover. Um, Leading into your next one, which would be you resting, you sleeping, and you just relaxing. letting those shoulders drop. Focusing on your breathing. Give your mind and your body a break. Um, so my challenge goal is for you to implement two of these means of self-care this week. Um, so pick your two and put them into action. You got this. Keep moving, stay in common, and be scrappy. Be nice to people too, okay? You got it, baby. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast, Late Minutes. I'm your host, Leighton Boer. Uh We're going to talk about some meal prep tips, six of them to be in fact, okay? Something that I learned from our amazing brand here at Burn Boot Camp. Um, but this is something we all struggle with. Um, I love seeing that graphic of what is what is easy, and it's people working out and what is hard. it's the prepping, it's the food. That side by side comparison because I find it so true I'm sure all of you that listening that work out or have some sort of fitness routine can relate to that, um, or maybe you're killing your nutrition. maybe you just want you're listening to, listening in to switch it up and maybe get something out of this, but um, regardless, you know, when you're meal prepping, uh, I want you to look at it in a different light or just take something away from this prime example. Um, when it comes to your snacks, not just your meals, but your snacks, think simple, you know, choose snacks that you can grab and go, you know, great snack options that don't require any prep, uh, would be like your nuts, your baby carrots with hummus, hard boiled eggs, uh, rice cakes with nut butter. That's something where you might not think that would be healthy, but like, that's a great snack to give you quick, uh, energy from the, the rice cake, uh, carbs, and then also some nice fat and protein within that nut butter. So super yummy. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, and I'm sure you guys got your own favorites and staples within that. Uh, rule number two would just be to mix it up, you know, keep your meals exciting. Uh, your body's so adaptable, but at the same time, you, you know, don't be afraid to challenge it too. You might be a creature of habit. You might say, Oh, I do the same thing every time and I'm fine with it. Well, mix it up. Just force yourself to mix it up. Uh, combine the food you have prepped differently each day. Um, that, that's an easy tip. Um, and be sure to mix up your spices, your herbs, your sauces, and dressings. So if you are the person that grills up or cooks up, you know six, eight chicken breasts, and you're wondering how you're going to make it and you or use it, you know you can always always use different spices, always use different herbs, always use different sauces and dressings. You don't have to cook it all with the same. Love spices, herbs, sauces, and dressings, um, and prep twice a week, I, I always made, I, I've been making fun of myself about this, because when I first started, um, this is what worked best for me, and I just assumed it worked best for everybody else, but I'm learning more and more, what works for one person doesn't work for everybody, but, um, you know, I used to say, oh, you know, if, find a day like Sunday, for me, it's, it's Sunday, and that's when I can meal prep, and basically telling people to meal prep for a full entire week, let me know how good your food is when you prep for a whole entire week. You know, unless you're freezing it or you have some awesome tip and trip, trick of keeping it fresh um, and colorful and really preserving, you know, the, the integrity of its nutrients, then prep twice a week. You know, meal prepping twice a week instead of once, not only does this keep your food fresh, but it also takes less time for you to prepare for only three days at a time as opposed to like five, six, or seven. So um, that way it makes it it makes it more doable, more attainable, um, and more realistic for you to just do it. Uh, use a crock pot. You know, this eliminates all your wait time and enables you to cook food in large batches. Uh, your other options would include like your air fryers, your instant pot, your toaster oven, things of that nature. These are great for quick, quickening up uh, your, your meal process and your prep process. Um, and you don't have to necessarily be around in the kitchen when the, these things are taking place. Um, my next tip would be like take shortcuts, take advantage of pre-spiralized vegetables. Don't feel like you have to be the one with, you know, the spaghetti and you, you work in the spiralizer, even though that takes 30 seconds, but either way, um, you can buy them pre-spiralized. Something that me and my wife love to do is buy like a rotisserie chicken, uh, where it's already made. We just buy it from the grocery store, take it home and we pick it apart with a fork and throw it with whatever side we have that, uh is prepped in the fridge or maybe not prepped yet. Um, Canned beans and frozen foods, those are are great options, uh, helping you save time, effort, energy, uh, and money uh, when you're in a pinch like that. And then kind of what I just briefly touched on prep, uh, ingredients, not meals. So making large batches of your choice of protein, carbohydrates, and vegetables, keeping them separated in their own individual containers. They don't have to be prepped in as meals. But if you have things that are washed, cut, and prepped away from the store-bought bags or or containers, that right there is making you um, intentional, already doing step one of uh, making it more attainable for you to consume if you are um, dicing them up and putting them in containers. It makes it a lot more easier and accessible and convenient for you to just grab it next time you pull open the fridge and consume it. So other than that, hope that helps you guys. Um, in the meantime, keep moving, stay in common, be scrappy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of Late Minutes. I'm your host, Leighton Boer, Um, and today we are going to talk about eight ways of how to lose weight the healthy way. So I'm going to get straight to it. I ain't going to dodge, duck, dip, dive, or dodge it. Okay, so easiest way to lose weight is giving your body what it needs and avoiding what it does not need. Mic drop. So let's say that again. Easiest way to lose weight, giving your body what it needs and avoiding what it does not need. Avoid things that just doesn't make it feel right. Avoid things that makes, you know, makes your body feel like crap. Eat with a purpose. I don't ever want you to feel guilty or create a negative obsession about this, but everything you put in your body, you should have that level of understanding that you're going to put out what you get in or what you're going to, you're going to get out what you put in, excuse me. So if you're putting in crappy foods, well, you're going to feel like crap. You're going to feel sluggish. It's going to affect your energy. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your performance at work or, you know, you working out. You'll just, you'll notice that um, when you have a healthier ratio of of eating cleaner foods that is, you know, giving your body what it needs. So getting into the top eight tips of losing weight the healthy way. Um, Done tons of sit down meetings with members and clients. And this is my number one, because this is what I see all across the board and I could bet the farm on it, um, would be to do not skip your meals or under eat, uh, eating too few of calories can make your body go into starvation mode and promote fat gain. Okay. So eat, you know, when you, and maybe you're like, Oh man, I, you know, I, I'm just not hungry. I'm not a breakfast person, and then all of a sudden, breakfast goes by, lunch goes by, and you don't have your first meal or snack until two o'clock, and it looks like a salad with a little bit of this, that, and the other thing, and you know that's great, and you have a snack, and then you have supper, um, and then we end up with 800 calories at the end of the day, and we're, we're pushing our body to move, and we're, we're hopping on the scale after every workout, and we don't understand why. We're not losing weight, like why the scale does not budge? Oh, it's because you're depriving yourself of body, depriving your body, and it's going into starvation mode. So eat. Um, I would say two would be consume sufficient quality protein in every meal. This does not mean you need to just rip protein shakes. Um, and you know, you don't have to like meat. Everyone thinks you know that those those are your ways of doing it: protein shakes and consuming meats. You can get plenty of protein from nuts, seeds. Um, And also plenty of dark leafy greens, your cruciferous greens. So your your spinach, your kale, um, your broccoli, things of that nature. list goes on and on. But uh, things that we suggest uh, would be 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal and or snack. And that way you hit um, roughly about 100 grams of protein in a day as just a suggestion. And I know that may seem super high, um, but if you think about it, if you're giving your body ample amount of protein, um, your, your body is uh, promoting that growth of that muscle and that repair and that recovery for that muscle to take place. And when you're building um, and encouraging that muscle to grow, your body doesn't have to work so hard to, to burn calories at rest because you're burning body fat at rest. You're feeding that internal furnace um, of you just feeding it that protein. Those are the building blocks. The amino acids are the building blocks to to give you that nice, lean, sexy looking body. Um, number three would be focus on your healthy fats, your extra virgin olive oil, your avocado oil, your coconut oil, your ghee, ghee, okay? Grass-fed butter, avocados, nuts, seeds, wild-caught fish, and grass-fed meats. You'll see and hear that term everywhere, grass-fed. Uh, it's just got a different amino acid profile. Um, but if you got a farmer hooking you up, like I do, my bro Nicholas and my father Dennis from Full Dairy um, you know, that's good. It's pretty hard to beat farm fresh. So, um, cause they, they take care of their animals and they, they love them like their family. Okay. Um, number four, I'd say consume an abundance of brightly colored veggies, half your plate, So the half plate rule make into vegetables, hide your greens into smoothies. If you think at getting your veggies in like me, or maybe you're not a huge fan of them, hide them into the smoothies. You can always put fruit in with it. I don't even measure my spinach. I just go two big handfuls of spinach, Um, broccoli or Brussels sprout salads are amazing. Um, you can chop those up, throw in some chopped onions, throw in some chopped grapes, some, uh, unsalted raw sunflower seeds with like avocado mayo or Greek yogurt, um, and bacon bits. Throw that in there. My brother hates broccoli and Brussels sprouts, but whenever uh, my wife and I make that skinny broccoli salad or Brussels sprout salad, he loves it. Um, and is asking for it at every get-together. Zoodles, zucchini noodles. You can make them yourself through a spaghetti or you can buy them pre-spiralized. And then another one of my favorites, whether you're making um, an egg bake or egg muffins, you can hide your veggies in egg bakes. Um, You're not gonna taste that spinach or that kale that's stowed away in there. Um, And that reminds me too, like having them in soups. I love having them in in soups. Like kale soup is super good. My wife will make like an Italian ground Turkey with like garbanzo beans, sliced celery, carrots, um broth, and then just throwing that kale in there. You can take the ribs out of the, the kale. That makes it super yummy. Um way of getting your kale in. Uh number five, ditch sugar and flours. Believe it or not, they're not the best for you. So your bagels, your pastas, your baked goods, uh last ditch effort, you can use natural uh, sweeteners, but use foods like sweet potatoes, winter squash, um, your root vegetables. When you are, um, when your carb needs just aren't being met and you just feel like energy wise. Um, so eating sufficient amount of fruits and veggies will help boost that back up. Number six, I'd say determine what works best for you. You know, what makes you feel optimal where you can live life with greater vitality? You know, what works for someone else doesn't mean it has to work for you. So listen to your body, what your body needs, what your body um, agrees with in terms of food and feed it that and then avoid the crap. There's no um, diet that works for everyone. You know, just again, listen to your body and focus on balancing your body and creating that alkalinity in your body. Great segue for number seven, um, laugh at fad diets. There will always be the latest and greatest diet out there. Your lifestyle of using food to fuel your body should never be a diet. It should be what your body needs um, and avoiding what it doesn't need. Processed junk, basically. Um, And besides, dieta, diet in Latin means a way of life. So look at diet that way. It should be a way of life. It shouldn't be something that you're doing for six weeks, two months. Um, Try this, try that, and yo, 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 yo. It's something that you see sustainable that you're going to do for the rest of your life. How many mic drops am I going to have in this? Um, Number eight, rule out factors that could contribute, such as hormone imbalance, um, toxic overload, a leaky gut syndrome, different things like that. I mean, we all have our own stuff going on. There's things like that that do happen that are going to inhibit um, our weight loss or make it a little bit tougher. Um, And then number nine, did I say eight? Well, I meant nine. Drink water, stay hydrated, okay? That's gonna help transport nutrients and flush out your body and just be your body's natural detoxification system. So with that being said, keep moving, stay calm, and be scrappy. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another podcast of Leighton Minutes. I'm your host, Layton. Um, today, we're gonna talk about a common topic uh, for all my peeps in the fitness industry. Um, maybe you deal with this in, through discussions as a trainer. Maybe you are the one... Um, that is pushing yourself to work out. Um, but we're talking about that famous fitness plateau because um, we, we've all been there. How many do you feel stuck right now in a fitness plateau? There could be a lot of you out there that just feel stuck um, in a fitness plateau. Totally gonna jack. Um, one of my favorite quotes from um, Morgan Klein, who's absolutely phenomenal. If you don't know her, follow her podcast, Coffee and Kettlebells. But she said the biggest mistake people make when when stuck in a fitness plateau is deciding to work out more and eat less. And maybe that's something you do unintentionally because if I were to say what should you do when you feel like you're stuck in a fitness plateau, work out more and eat less, true or false, I guarantee you you would all say false, okay? I I know for a fact you guys would. Um, When you are working out hard, especially doing weight training and you are constantly in a calorie deficit, you enter a catabolic state. So catabolic means the breakdown. So when you're, like I said, weight training, you're tearing down those muscles. That is the breakdown stage. That is a catabolic state. Um, That just means your muscles are being broken down and not built up. So your muscles need fuel to grow. I think I just said muscles, muscles, muscle sprouts, your muscles need fuel to grow. So if you're, if you're not giving, you know, the proper amount of fuel, you're Aren't going to build more lean muscle mass, and when you don't build lean muscle mass, you won't transform your body composition, giving it that sexy lean look that we all want. We want to look good naked, let's be real. So, as soon as you finish your workout stronger than you started, of course your body enters the anabolic window. So you have a window. This is the building phase window, an opportunity for you to build those muscles back up that you just tore down. This is where you get after your afterburn or whatever kind of um, post-workout protein or whatever whole foods you're taking in, protein-based um, within 30 minutes of your workout. It doesn't necessarily have to be 30 minutes. Um, it's just something that has always been pushed for, anabolic window. It can be, honestly, it could probably be 30 minutes to two hours. Afterwards, if you ask me. Um, Also, if you feel like you are stuck, stop being so extremely strict with your diet. Um, It may sound crazy, but only eating healthy foods and eating the same amount of calories, fat, protein, and carbs every single day, your body's going to get used to it. Your body's so amazing, it's so adaptable, it can get used to it. Um, So, you can't keep giving your body the same exact thing each day and expect change. So, basically, Stop expecting results when you do the same thing over and over again. Um, That is insanity. You know, your body's going to figure it out. It will adapt. By switching up the foods you eat and allowing yourself some indulgent food from time to time, this might be exactly what you need to get over that stubborn fitness plateau. So that is something huge to think about. Um, Don't just live in a caloric deficit. You know, the downfall to living in a constant caloric deficit is that it increases your overall hunger and your food cravings. Okay? So how many of you just barely eat throughout the day because of your work schedule or because of your lack of planning through meal prepping, And then all of a sudden you get home, you just dump all the food on yourself. It's seafood, eat food, um, and you just binge like crazy, you know? So make sure that you are, you're doing those things so you avoid that. But if you're trying to lose weight, you know, I just, I just kind of want to put this in perspective you know, by living in a caloric deficit, whether you are doing this intentionally or unintentionally, unintentionally, um, you know, you're now trying to lose weight um, or get more toned while having to battle these constant cravings. How annoying is that? So not only is it annoying, it's so dangerous you fall into that vicious cycle of yo-yo dieting, overeating, undereating, overeating, undereating, like that yo-yo right there. It's, It's not fun at all, and it's most definitely not going to help you get over um, that plateau, that barrier that's right in front of us. So if you feel hungry, it's because your body needs food. It's because your body is hungry. Really simple. Listen to those signs. Don't ignore the signs. Listen to your body, and you will get over your plateau. Um, So I hope that helps, guys. Um, If you have any questions about this, comments about this, just please hit me up, and I'll I'll gladly... uh, talk it over with you because it is a super good one to talk about. Uh, With that being in mind, keep moving, stay on common, and be scrappy.